Stone Cold Steve Austin knows that the opinions of beer podcast exist in this world. And opinions, opinions, and beer. Two guys and another guy will never happen again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Opinions and Beer. Today, it's just me. It's Adam. I'm doing a little solo episode. Uh, next week, we I believe we have an interview coming up with a uh, upcoming uh, country artist, and that's going to be fun to do. Uh, but you know what? We're going to end this uh, dinosaur month off with uh, some more Land Before Time stuff. I'm going to rank the 14 Land Before Time films in order from worst to best. <laughs> Just to uh, keep things a little, a little light. So uh, if you want to <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But first off, obviously, it's, let's kick things off with the beer of the day. And today's beer of the day is brought to you by Untitled Art. This is a dragon fruit nectar sour. This is a Berlin Weiss uh, style ale, Berliner Weiss style ale with pineapple pur- pineapple puree, dragon fruit, agave nectar, and Vic Secret hops. Um, artwork by Rayan Smith. This beer comes in at six point four percent and alcohol by volume. Uh, Untitled Art. Always does really well. Um, then again, uh, Untitled Art is other beer companies that are filtering through this company. And so, uh, who actually made this? Brooding Cam by Untitled Art. I'm not seeing the um, collaborative. But that's, I think that's a whole gimmick. They pay somebody. They get to... They just get to um, use the recipe and shit, but they don't even get press. I think you have to pay extra to get the... Uh, Get your brewery on the can that uh, actually made the beer that came up with the recipe for the beer. Uh, very interesting uh, market that a title art caters to. Uh, obviously, a lot of beers we've had from them really good, so I can't wait to try this dragon fruit nectar sour. I am kind of worried that the beer is going to have um, mostly pineapple flavor <laughs> because that's the first thing listed, and it's puree. It's not just pineapple; it's just Hints of pineapple. It's pineapple puree. So let's uh, crack this baby open. Oh shit! I cut, I cut my nails. The first thing I smelt when cracking it open was pineapple puree. It's <laughs> so, and so. Goddamn it! I hope I'm. I'm actually a fan of dragon fruit. So hopefully, there's some sort of dragon fruit in here. But the only thing is, I think dragon fruit actually has a very light flavor, like natural dra- dragon fruit. The color, though, the color does come off dragon fruity. That slight red. There's like a slight red to it. It's definitely, definitely orangey, but with a slight red hint. That may the uh, the red uh, pinkish tint that uh, may represent the dragon fruit that's in this beer. Oh, it's very pineapple-y. very thick. This is a very thick sour. Um, a nectar sour. I'm gonna see if I can taste some of the agave. I actually put agave nectar in uh, in our beer, in our Perfection Pale uh, a few months back in May. So it'll be interesting to see what this is gonna taste like. Let's uh, let's give this one a go. Oh my god! What an interesting, what an interesting flavor. No. So straight out the bat, like I assumed, the first thing you get is all that pineapple. 
But if you ever if you ever had like a um, like a dragon fruit uh, vitamin water, it tastes that flavor is in there. That vitamin water dragon fruit flavor. It comes out in the more in the aftertaste. Dragon fruit kind of tastes like a weird kiwi to me, so it definitely has that flavor. But the pineapple is almost a little too strong, as I as I thought it would be, and maybe not in a bad way. This is a a sour, but it's a it's a nectar sour, which makes no sense. Basically, it's it's about as thick though as a milkshake sour. So it's whatever. It's very, uh, it tastes like juice, to be honest. doesn't even taste alcoholic. It tastes like, uh, <laughs> like, like, uh, like it, they put this stuff through the juicer. That's what it tastes like. They put a bunch of fruits in the juicer, and it's like this thick, pulpy juice. It has the thickness of orange juice, but tastes nothing like orange juice. <laughs> very interesting. Anyways. Uh, I think I'm going to give this beer a solid... Would I buy it again? Maybe not. I'll give it a 5 or 6. 6 out of 10. 5 out of 10. Let's do 5 out of 10. It's not horrible. And it's not the... um, Not enough dragon fruit. Pineapple tastes old. Like old pineapple. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> I'm trying my best with those descriptive words so you can try to imagine what I'm drinking. But uh, it is what it is. Five out of ten. So let's get on with this and let's talk the land before time. So here's my ranking. The 14 land before time movies. Getting ready for the 15th one, which should be coming out this year or next year. Exactly that. 15 fucking land before time movies. Fast and Furious, eat your heart out. <laughs> so, uh, starting at number 14, we're starting with the worst Land Before Time movie ever made, is Land Before Time 4, Journey Through the Mist. Now, Land Before Time 4 has really one, only one real interesting uh, plot device, and that is the grandfather's dying and Littlefoot and his friends have to go and find a special leaf, <laughs> a special leaf to feed to the grandpa to uh, make sure he doesn't die. You know, basically like a healing, a healing leaf. That's really the only thing about this that is remotely interesting. It has a, it, it single-handedly has the worst soundtrack of the entire franchise. It single-handedly has uh, some of the worst animation. In most laziest animation in the franchise, uh, <laughs> Land Before Time Four is a dud. It's complete, utter trash. Uh, everyone's kind of whiny. The girl, the girl little, the girl uh, little foot is a waste of time. <laughs> uh, uh, she's just kind of like weird. Like, oh, I don't like your friends. Let's go by ourselves. And I don't know. I just felt like there's a lot of out of place things happening in this. And then a lot of poor decisions overall, and like unfinished music and unfinished animation, and poor the worst singing and the worst music in the in the franchise, and uh, so that makes my number fourteen. Number thirteen is Land Before Time fourteen Journey to the Brave. 
Uh, now this 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 may have made higher on my list had I watched the uh, TV show, which apparently there's a TV show that takes place before Land Before Time 14, Journey of the Brave. And uh, no, I'm not gonna watch a damn TV show to watch. So I'm not I'm not gonna do that. You should you cannot expect me to do this to watch a damn TV show to get ready for the 14th in a franchise of series. No other no no other None of the other movies required you to watch uh, whatever twelve episodes, twenty-two episodes of a kids show that are thirty-minute episodes each. So, however long that would have taken me, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit watch that damn show just so that uh, Journey of the Brave can get a higher rating. No, uh, so nothing in Journey of the Brave made sense. There was a bunch of characters there, and I didn't understand why they were there. Uh, just, this is looking at it from a franchise perspective, just watching, you know, one through 14, as I mentioned. And, uh, I mean, there's like, there's chompers in here for some reason. You're like, why is chomper there? He doesn't even go, he he barely goes on the adventure, doesn't go on the adventure. So he's not even involved in the story. He's just randomly hanging out. There's like random dinosaurs supposed to just, where, who are all these new dinosaurs? Apparently they're all in the show. But like I said, (laughs) like that's what a, what a weird thing to do for someone who just watches the movies. Uh, there's no explanation of these characters and there was kind of just, uh, it looked, it looked very thrown together, sloppy, uh, the voices, the the worst thing about this is the voices. The voices for a lot of the adult dinosaurs have changed, uh, either because people have passed away or they just, you know, couldn't uh, film anymore in the in the movies. And uh, the voice actors they have now for it is so bad. The grandfather is like a guy pretending to have an old person's voice. It's like when, it, it literally, it literally sounds like Ed Ray 1416's old person impersonation voice that's how bad the grandpa is that's how bad the grandpa is and then uh sarah's dad the uh triceratops mr threehorn his voice was god awful too the the a lot of the voices were just really bad in this one uh they were it was just and it was boring on top of all that it was just so boring I could I I couldn't even pay attention. It was it was almost too boring to watch. Um, so that's number thirteen is number fourteen. <laughs> number twelve, Land Before Time. Thirteen, <laughs> the wisdom of friends. Uh, a little better than uh, fourteen, as far as uh, it had some level of entertain entertainment going on, but. It's super weak. It's it's probably the weakest film of the franchise. Um, it's just it just it has a bit more entertaining stuff, and the songs are a bit better. But overall, the adventure it has one of the weakest adventures of the show. They're just kind of ex- es- es- escorting uh, dinosaurs that somehow have survived this long, and they're not, they're not really dinosaurs like chickens, like chicken dinosaurs, whatever they are. But uh. Somehow these dinosaurs have managed to survive, managed to survive for X amount of time. But now all of a sudden they need Littlefoot's help to to escort them to where they need to go because you know he's he's kind of like judgment judgmental and judging them for being retarded. <laughs> and, uh, and so he's trying his best to help help these two uh, feathered dinosaurs uh, go somewhere. 
and uh, go to find a, a, a place where, like, they have a bunch of berries. Berries. They're addicted to berries. That's what it is. They have a berry addiction. And they do this whole thing. They stick their head in the, in the, in the, uh, in the ground and stuff. Like, the characters, you know, that's what it is. The characters are fun. A lot of it was fun. Just the whole adventure seemed a little weaker than the rest of the uh, the movies we're about to listen. Uh, that was 14, 13, 12. Number 11 is Land Before Time 2, The Great Valley Adventure. This one this one might be controversial uh, for it being so low, but after re-watching, it, re-watching them all in order, and just that second movie just, just it's such a nosedive. That second film is such a nosedive from the first film, and and it's and, sub, and subsequently it never really um, outshines any of the films uh, later down the line, except for you know the the ones before it, obviously <laughs> the ones I have listed below this one. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, other than the other than the inclusion of Chomper, but Chomper doesn't do much in this one. Now you know Chomper doesn't really get his shine until uh you know until a couple uh movies later but uh even though even with the introduction of chomper and um the egg thieves all that stuff uh it was just it just really didn't hold a candle to some of these other films uh and it was just on the back burner of that first movie which was phenomenal you know so big dip and never it never really um survives that dip so that is the great valley adventure at number 11 uh number 10 uh land before time seven the stone of cold fire this one is an interesting premise basically there's meteors coming down and they see the meteors and he's like there's a there's a stone of cold fire it was on fire it hit hit the ground they're like no, it didn't. It didn't hit the ground. And then uh, there's like these migrating people like, we've seen stones of coal fire before. You should go check it out. So they go to check it out. And it's a fun little adventure. Uh, and actually, no, the actual adventure is boring. But but uh, but but other than that, it's it's actually uh, has some interesting ideas. The um, there's, there's like alien dinosaurs in this one. And they're like, yeah, we're actually... <laughs> They don't say it outright, but they're basically there's these super smart dinosaurs who are like egging them on to be curious, and it turns out they're it seems that they might be extraterrestrial dinosaurs that are uh, from outer space, and they're just pretending to be dinosaurs to like gather information on how um <laughs> how the species are <laughs> how the dinosaur species act. So I thought that was a uh, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was a pretty random thing. It sucks that they, uh, it sucks that they never re-explore that idea of like these alien dinosaurs, <laughs> you know, dinosaurs, these dinosaurs from space. They never re-explore this, uh, and so it's, it's so it definitely feels like uh, like a waste, <laughs> like a wasted opportunity uh, within the show. Like this was this was really a filler, a filler movie. Um, but they did their best. Stone of Cold Fire, number 10. Number 9. Number 9. Land Before Time, 8. The Big Freeze. The Big Freeze is one of those that I remember. It's like one of the last ones I remember Blockbuster really promoting. <laughs> like promoting heavily. Like, come get, uh, 
come get the big freeze, everybody, a blockbuster. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, other, uh, one of the things that happened in this, uh, is it has, it has one of the first kind of, uh, like sadder moments where you think you might actually lose a character from, from the, uh, the group from the friends, uh, Spike, Spike, uh, meets another, uh, Spike tail. He makes a family of Spike tails and they convince him to leave the great Valley. And Ducky's like, Ducky's like kind of like throwing a fit and mad at, at Spike, and then he's like, "Oh no, I guess I guess he's leaving." Because they have a big fight, so he leaves with them, and he kind of causes havoc. Then he ends up back with the family and all that stuff. But I thought the animation was pretty good. This is when they kind of start uh, kicking up the animation. Other than that, it's pretty lackluster, but a little better than uh, some of these other films. <clears throat> Land Before Time Nine comes in at number eight. <laughs> uh, Journey to the Big Water. Uh, Journey to the Big Water had a had a really fun reprise of the Big Big Water song, which is you know a classic. Uh, this movie, they are trying to escort this fish dinosaur back to the big water, back to the ocean, and I thought. I thought they had some pretty good songs in this one. I thought the animation in this one was by far probably the best. Journey to Journey to the Big Water has some of the best animation uh, in the franchise. Uh, it, it, I'm actually it was actually shockingly uh, you can tell that they started to try to care again about this franchise with number nine, and uh, it definitely picks up. So. I was really uh, surprised. I was really shocked by Journey to Big Water. Uh, other than that, I thought the, uh, the one of the I thought the uh, fish characters started getting annoying, and I thought that uh, I thought the adventure uh, began to drag. Is one of the more draggy films, and so that's why it's only number eight. Number seven, Land Before Time, eleven, Invasion of the Tiny Sources. This is a uh, this one. Basically, there's this tree. That grows us really special fruit, really special uh, leaves for them to all eat. They all save it for they. They all gather one time to share the the leaves. And uh, <laughs> Littlefoot is kind of being a whiny little bastard and crying and whatnot. And he and he accidentally knocks all the leaves off the tree. And then these tiny little dinosaurs, these miniaturized dinosaurs, come and gobble up all this all the special tree stars. And so, uh, and so he ends up going there and tries to become their ruler. And he's like, "I'll protect you." I'm because he basically gets judged. Because <laughs> what, what was funny about this one is that this is one of the first ones where they're like, they actually mention that Littlefoot never grows. They're like, "Littlefoot, uh, why aren't you growing?" <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty meta thing. Like they at least they openly acknowledge that Littlefoot's not aging. Like <laughs> these people are not aging. They're just staying the same size. Like I'm not little. Um, this biggest complaint with this one is that I didn't really get into the tiny sore stuff that much. I thought it was kind of like almost too kitty. And I, I guess you know this is made for children. But but on that, <laughs> other than that note. 
Uh, I, I didn't really like the tiny sources. I did like the fact that uh, Velociraptors make a comeback in this uh, in this film. We hadn't seen them in a while, and um, and but the, uh, other than that, I thought Littlefoot was way too whiny in this one. Littlefoot, this one, I think Littlefoot was the most whiny of the of the franchise, and so uh, that's number seven. <sighs> the, oh, the the animation was really good too, though in that one, in number eleven. So, uh, one, two, three, four. No, that was number six. Number five is number five. Four, three, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, number five. Land Before Time, twelve. The Great Day of the Flyers. Now, originally, I didn't think I was gonna like this one, you know, but. Um, they introduce a new character that was actually really fun, and then they um, they have a really fun little peachy moment where they teach him how to fly. He's like, oh, he knows how to fly, but he has a fly on a group. He doesn't want to fly on a group. Uh, I thought the animation was uh, pretty great. I thought the animation was excellent. And I thought the new character edition was uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was really funny. Like, he brought like a weird charm. Like he's like he's like completely awkward around three horn. Just <laughs> just doesn't know what to do. He's just like, oh, I'm sorry, Mister. Oh God. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. and it turns out he he can fly. I think he has like weird amnesia. He keeps like he like he sleep flies, and so he keeps like going places. He doesn't know he can fly, but he can and. I don't know. I actually, I surprisingly, it was a very, it was a surprise of how high that one actually made it. But I just thought, uh, overall, the overall lesson and the overall movie itself um, was a lot funner to watch than some of these other ones that uh, kind of dropped the ball. Or so somehow I just managed to uh, stay in front of the pack uh, compared to some of the other films. Next up, we have the number one, two, three, four. Number four, the Land Before Time six, the Secret of Soas Rock. Uh, this one had a very like neat little western type theme. Uh, it's, it's one of the older films, uh, and it kind of starts to show that. But this is kind of one of the first ones where they actually. Um, where this this was the first one that Blockbuster was making a big deal out of, like oh the secret of Soros Rock, come get it, and uh, I <laughs> it has some really cool like like westerny themes, and there's all the the Lone Dinosaur song is is one of the uh, one of the top songs of the franchise, <laughs> and so uh, and so there's so many aspects of this. Uh, the adventure slightly gets long, which is why it's number only number four not maybe a little higher than uh some of these other two uh other than that i thought it was a subpar entry of the franchise One, two, three. number three i see why i'm getting confused because okay number three the land before time five the mysterious island the mysterious island um has the most classic songs. Okay, it has the the journey to big. Uh, it has big, 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 big water, which is by far one of the most famous songs of the franchise. Uh, and then also they do have the Chomper song, "Friends for Dinner," 
Uh, it has two. It has at least two of the uh, most popular and probably the best songs in the entire Land Before Time series. Um, also, obviously, like I said, Chomper makes his return. Uh, the adventure is pretty fun. They they have to fight um, the shark dinosaur. I think they're fighting a shark dinosaur, and then there's like another T Rex, and then the two T Rexes. There's like the parents and like and they're talking. And I it was the first time that you kind of see uh, T Rexes speak to each other. And I thought that was super funny. There's like there's like there's like there's actual funny moments in this one, and the adventure is fun, and everything about this is really good, really good stuff <clears throat> I can't remember why they have to go there I think I think like bugs come and eat all their food but I, I may be mistaken I think I watched all of them back to back and so some of them blend together <laughs> but, but, but there's there's a reason they have to travel to the mysterious island I just can't remember why I think they're looking for green food oh there's green food over here let's go over there and I think I think it was bugs that ate everything but that could have been a different one <laughs> uh, but uh number two and you might be saying you have three left but no because i'm ranking the sequels only number two land before time three the time of the great giving time of the great giving is one of the first ones that have like a uh, skip it has one of the first it's uh it's the third one so it's very early in the franchise it's it's kind of to me uh musically it's leagues above the second film and it's you kind of start finally getting into the groove of how the franchise is going to work uh, after the first one. I'm obviously the third one, <laughs> but uh, I think I think the third movie is a way much better start than the second movie was. And um, purely on nostalgia, the Velociraptors, the uh, Kip song, and uh, things like that, and and on, and I and actually the lesson at the end where uh, Three Horn sees. Kip's dad berating him, and he's like, "Maybe you shouldn't do that. You do it all the time. I'm gonna parent my kid." And he's like, "Oh, that's what I do to my kid. Oh my god!" And it was, it's a nice little, it was a very interesting parenting lesson for like the parents that have to watch these movies with their kids. And so, uh, I thought that was a, I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was a very nice touch in that one. Number one, and I'm writing the sequels because obviously, Land Before Time is the best Land Before Time movie of all time. But what's the greatest sequel? What is the best Land Before Time sequel within the franchise? Well, my friends, that's going to be Land Before Time 10. The Great Long Neck Migration. Uh, Land Before Time 10, easily the best animation of the series. This Land Before, Land Before Time 10 is the only one out of this series that I think could have played in theaters. Uh, compared to like with the first one, the first one played in theaters. The only sequel that could have played in theaters and got away with it, Land Before Time Ten: The Great Long Neck Migration. Uh, so basically, in the Great Long Neck Migration, uh, Littlefoot has a dream and he has to now travel across. Well, him and his grandparents travel and they meet other long necks around the way. They're like, we have to go somewhere. I just don't know. We have a feeling we need to go somewhere. It's, it's, we all had the same dream. We got to go to this place, and and it, t- it turns out that oh, they got to save the world, and they're just kind of mistaking a <laughs> a meteor shower or eclipse. They're mistaking an eclipse for it, but 
the biggest so the the biggest thing that happens in Land Before Land Before Time Ten is basically a follow up in the first movie, like where you know in the first film uh, his mother dies. Well, where's his dad? Well, Land Before Time Ten, you finally meet his dad, and uh, I, I probably skip this, but you know you don't see him again until fourteen, where he has to go save his dad who's trapped in like some fire or whatever. But like I said, fourteen was terrible. Everything about that was weird, but but uh, but meeting his dad and the whole dynamic of like why he couldn't like you know go find him because now he's taking care of this other kid and that kid's kind of like, what? No, what? Wait, that's why I'm a I'm a troubled youth. I need your father to be my to be my fake dad. And it's like, it, it's pretty sad. In fact, um, in the the in this movie, I think I think if one thing could be changed. Was I think Kip, not Kip. I think um whatever maybe his name was Kip. Whatever the kid's name was that um that the dad was taken care of should have switched places with Littlefoot. I think that would have changed the entirety of the. I think it would have changed the ratings of some of these future uh, episodes. I feel like a, I feel like some of these future films are written in ways where Littlefoot didn't need to be there like Littlefoot like uh 11 uh 11 12 13 14 all those especially 11 the invasion of tiny sources would have been way better had that new kid who was like a with an attitude that kid with an attitude instead of instead of whiny we wouldn't have whiny in these future ones we'd have like this more of like an angry attitude uh brontosaurus and i thought that would have been more cool but uh Nonetheless, there was a big thing where Littlefoot might leave to be with his dad. He has to make this decision. Does he want to leave with his father? You know, he just met his father. Does he leave with him and join the herd? Or does he go back with his grandparents? And I'll be honest, (laughs) I got so teary-eyed and was crying at a damn Land Before Time movie. Because I was like, he's going to go with his daddy. He loves his daddy, but he loves his grandparents. He got to tell his daddy bye. He can't see his daddy. Like, I was I was tearing up. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad stuff. Well, that's my rankings of the Land Before Time, Land Before Time franchise. Uh, what did you think of my rankings? Please let me know. Uh, go to Opinions and Beer at our Facebook group. Comment and tell us what's your thoughts. What's your rankings? Of the Land Before, Land Before Time series. Tell us in the comments. Uh, what's your favorite Land, Bef- Land Before Time movie? And uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. I was drinking dragon fruit nectar sour. While talking about Land Before Time. Dragons. Dinosaurs. They're all the same. Right? <laughs> right? Do you agree? Did you agree with my ratings? If not well. That's just... That's just your opinion. And that's fine. Because all we have here are opinions and beer. We are opinions and beer.